evening, God, from Tony the Earth Toilet and me the Earthling, who sits on Tony and whom we both offer our thanks to gravity for its forceful ability to allow us to work together. Well, that was a lot to evacuate. I know. Gravity? What the? Don't say it, God. That's not you. Actually, nor is gravity you. Or is it? I mean, do you need gravity like we do? Does an invisible force hold you together? You are our invisible force that holds us together. We need all the help we can, spiritual and astrophysical, to stay together. So I wonder, what does it do to your two-legged that lives where gravity has a minor influence on our lives? I mean, like on the space station, or the moon, or when you've had 20 bottles of Mountain Dew. I know there have been lots and lots of studies done on how living in zero-gravity environments affect the human body. But what does an absence or weak gravitational force do to the soul? Let me step back for a moment. So, the body dies and the soul is released from its flesh container. Now the soul exists in a free-range medium. Will the soul be overjoyed? Finally. Free at last, free at last, thank God Almighty, I am free at last. I don't have to be embarrassed by Fred's pension for wearing tight leather suits. Stepping forward, if you allow my mind to walk further down this path, then perhaps when a person, a, a live person, is in a gravity-free or minimal gravity location, the soul might be tempted to seep out of the body ever so slowly. Out here is where I want to be. Home, home on the free range. Stay in this lack of gravity for long enough. And I wonder, as the soul seeps, will the flesh go mad and become rudderless? Is that what we, the earth traveler, really has to look forward to? I don't know if you saw the movie Martian, but it's really worth seeing. Just, you know, sneak into a house and, when it's on and take a look. Because I've seen it numerous times. And the sign for me that a movie is worthy is when it stays with you for days after viewing it. And novels are no different. I think about Ray Bradbury's novel, The Martian Chronicles. And he states that we are the Martians. Just as in the novel and the movie Martian, the astronaut left behind on Mars also becomes the first Martian. What does it mean to be a Martian? To live so long away from Earth that Earth becomes an alien land. For a human to live on Mars, that person must rely on science to survive. Every day, from sunrise to sunset, science is a vital part of the person's every waking moment, every waking breath, every day, every minute, every hour, is a, a circus of, of juggling and understanding an enormous amount of data points. So where do you fit in, God? What is your point? When we take up residence on Mars, will you reside with us as well? No doubt. When our feet touch down on the Martian soil, we will praise NASA's team of scientists and engineers that have worked tirelessly for most of their careers to make this journey possible. Mars, though, is not the promised land that you, God, command us to have. When we travel to Mars, we do so out of curiosity or environmental necessity. We go out out of ego. We will go out of profit. But we will not go because you have commanded us to. There is no commandment stated, go to Mars and receive my commandments 2.0. Nor is a statement, don't leave home without me. Yes, don't leave home without me maybe is implied, but it really doesn't really talk about Mars. 
Hold on, hold on. I'm being drawn back to gravity. Here's a data point. Mars's gravity is 62% less than Earth's. Over time, even if we live in modules that can create Earth-like gravity, we will change physically. Over time, Mars will shape our bodies in its image. What will that do to our souls? My theory states the soul will have the urge, will have the urge to leak out. If this is true, then we will find that there is an anxious cage, caged beast living in us always. We will, as mentioned earlier, go crazy. Is this your way of saying, stay home? Of course, God. I have not talked about the simple fact that just because I moved from the Jersey Shore to the California Shore, which is like moving to another planet, doesn't mean you leave your faith behind. Faith does not wither simply due to a change of address. It is possible that the first astronauts to live on Mars believe in your existence. Perhaps when they touch down on Mars, they may thank you for delivering the crew safely, even build a module or dedicate a portion of one for worship. Science, however, will be the good book. Science, though, can only offer so much comfort. When you look back at Earth, you will realize how far away you are from all you have known and loved. You'll be homesick on a level of emotion no human has experienced. Earth is not perfect. Earth is an old car. It may not be in the best condition, but it gets us to where we need to go. But now, when we go to Mars, we do not know this place. It is a land of daily discoveries, excitement, and life-threatening events will commingle again. Will there be time for you? Once upon a time, we your two-legged walked the Earth when it was a young planet. Earth, like Mars, was unknown to us. It was not a comfy home. It was a place to be wary of. Surprises appeared like sudden rainstorms. Fear was on our every breath. The vastness of Earth reminds us how small we are. If you, God, do not exist at these beginnings, we would have had to invent you. We needed to believe there was a force greater than us, a force that could protect us. And in return, we would honor this force and pray for acceptance and comfort when the land offered neither. Can this be transferred to Mars? Will you be as important on red soil as on brown soil? So often we have chatted about how much of a F-up we are. We take one step forward and three steps back. What kind of dance music can be composed to make this become a craze? as opposed to being driven crazy? When we hitch up the wagon and head to Mars, we will bring along all our baggage. And I'm not talking about the 400 miles of eco-friendly dental floss. I'm talking about a reptilian nature that has the power to destroy in any gravity or non-gravity situation. In short, the sins and wants and desires and paranoia of the flesh are coming along on the adventure. Science is not equipped to handle our reptilian selves. In our darkest hours of this new home, I suspect one astronaut will quietly reach out to you. Maybe one will join in. Please, please hear me. We love you, God. But it is our fear that pushes us to love you. The human may be muscular on the outside, but is very soft on the inside. We are prone to the allies of fear, depression, and irrationality. Science can, can be asked to be a firewall, but this is way beyond its pay grade. <coughs> this is my case then, that you will be as important on Mars as you are here on Earth. 
with every step we take into space. It's not whether we can survive surprises of a new world, but rather can we survive on the hostile world while battling the old familiar failings that has retarded our progress on Earth. And for that, we need you. But will you follow us on this journey into space? Or will you see this Star Trekking is folly? You haven't figured out how to be a good steward on my Earth, and you dare to take your sorry asses to a new world and hope for better outcomes? Space is a void. Take off your helmet and yell into space, and you will hear nothing. And then, of course, you will die. When we yell out, or if we yell out to you, we will, will our please our also be silent? There are no molecules in space. Sound needs molecules to vibrate. This vibration creates sound. End of science lesson. Are you like the molecules, nowhere to be seen or felt in the black void of space? The universe? Does it matter? I mean, just like your two ladies on Earth, there will be those who will never let you go, will continue to reach out, even if you never respond. There will be those who will always be grateful for the opportunities before us. Perhaps, subconsciously, we are thinking that the planets are stepping stones. With every planet we reach, we are that much closer to you. That one day, a million years from now, we will be able to go no further. And there you will be saying, what took you so long? But I fear that if you are waiting, you will say, return to go and start again. It's, it's fun talking about exploration into space and Mars. I remember as a kid growing up that I heard we would be living on, on Mars in the 1980s. Well, those days have long passed. We seem to look at these shiny objects like, like the space program and see it just really as a, a form of competition when it really should be a form of just love for exploration and finding out new things. Anyway, it's time to sing a song. And I decided that maybe I should bring John Denver along on this journey. Hope you enjoy this one, God.
jet plane. I'm leaving to go to bed. But I just, there's something about space travel that's always excited me. Just from a little kid, I would hide under my covers and make believe I was inside my own spaceship cocoon. I'd fall asleep many nights to that and travel to many places in my head. It's an urge to seek what's unknown. We can't stop ourselves. <laughs> I agree, though, that we haven't uh, really grown up all that much, and then we're going to head out into the uh, universe. I've trashed to the galaxy. Hide your children and lock up your cows. Anyway, I'm going to try to Go back and snuggle up and take my flight to Mars. And I hope you come along with me. <laughs> anyway, night God. Rest. Time is X minus 10, 9, 